1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're going to share with you a new message that I think is going to be a blessing to you. It's a powerful message that's called, Our Response to the Word. Something that every child of God needs to learn to do correctly. One of the ways that God's love for us is clearly seen is by His providing us His life-giving, life-changing Word. But interestingly enough, although God provides us His life-giving, life-changing Word, Far too many born-again believers' lives haven't really been changed, and the life that the Word can provide still isn't theirs. The problem is not in the Word, because God's Word is not void of power. The problem is in their response to God's Word. Regardless of how wonderful and how powerful God's Word is, and it really is, if we don't respond properly to the Word that we've heard, all that could have been won't ever be, not for you and me. And it won't be because it couldn't have been ours or because God didn't make it available to you and me. It'll be our response to what he made available to you and me through the word he presented to you and me. That's why it's so important that we respond properly to God's word sent to you and me. So it can actually give us the life and actually change our lives like it's designed and sent to do for you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Hebrews chapter 10 and and have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say unto you today. I guarantee you, you're going to be blessed. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, talking to you about our response to the word of God, our response to the word of God. And I suggest strongly that you have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is going to say unto you. And I guarantee you, you're going to be blessed. Because God has great things planned for each and every one of us. God has awesome things on tap for each and every one of us. It's already set up. It's already been ordained before the foundations of the earth. And he wants to get us to where he wants to get us to the way he wants us to get us to there so that we can be able to receive and achieve all that it is he has in store for us. And, of course, what God does in order for, to be able to do that is give us his word. By giving us his word, he shares with us what's necessary for us to be able to get to the location that he has in store for us, the destination he has in store for us, so that we might receive what it is that he has in store for us by way of his word. He allows us the ability to be able to be molded and shaped into the people that he wants us to be so that we can be the people who he wants us to be, which will make us eligible to receive what it is that he has in store for us. Because although God has already planned great things for you and I, he has great things planned for the you and I that he intends to make us to into being to be able to receive what it is he has in store for us. He has great things planned for us to be the you and I who he intends for us to be so that we can receive what it is that he has in store for us. Until we become the person that God wants us to become in his fullness, we are not eligible to receive all that it is that he has in store for us. So, So because of that, God comes and shares with us his word. But when he shares with us his word, What we do with the word that he shares with us will will determine whether or not we will step into the fullness of what God has in store for us or settle for less than what it is that God had planned for each and every one of our lives based upon our responses to his word. There are two basic responses to the word of God shared with us, accept it or reject it, accept it or reject it. There's another way of phrasing the exact same thing, receive it or deny it. Receive it or deny it. Here's another way to phrase the exact same thing. Believe it or not believe it. Believe it or not believe it. When God shares with us his word, he intends for us to accept it, receive it, believe it. Because when we do those things, that that, that which he wants us to do, then he can be able to do for us what it is that he wants to do for us and has planned for us. But if we reject it, deny it, not believe it, then we will never achieve it and receive it, what it is that he has in store for each and every one of us. How many people up in here want to receive what God has in store for them? How many people in here want to be what it is that God wants them to be? Amen. So that means it's important that we respond correctly to the word of God when it's stated to us. If we agree with the word spoken to us, then it'll go to work to bring the promises to pass in our lives. If we accept what it is that he says to us, then it will open a door for him to be able to do all of what it is he wants to do in each and every one of our lives. But if we refuse to agree with the word spoken, knowing what uh, to do, uh, but refusing to do it, then the death that is already in existence will bring bring to pass what God never wanted for us. If we refuse to agree with the word of God, then the death that's already present will have opportunity to manifest in each and every one of our lives. God's not going to bring it. God's not going to cause it. Good to see you, my brother. God's not going to cause it. God is going to provide us all the information necessary so this never has to happen because God has great plans for each and every one of us. But if we do what God tells us to do, line up with what he says, we line up with, accept what he says, respond properly to what he says, then God can then be able to cause awesome things to be able to manifest in the midst of our lives. But if we don't, He cannot. And because he cannot, then we will never step into the fullness that he has in store for us. Hebrews chapter 10. Let's start reading in verse 35. Foundational text for this teaching. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul hath no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the souls. I love this. Because God here is letting us know what's necessary for us to be able to step into the fullness of what he has in store for us, for him to be able to manifest in the midst of our lives what he desires to manifest in the midst of our lives. And he's also letting us know what he likes and what he does not like. Our job is to remain in agreement with the Word. Our job is to remain in agreement with the Word. I skipped a step, to get in agreement with the Word, and then remain in agreement with the Word. To get in agreement with the Word, and to remain in agreement with the Word. Because the father has no pleasure when his people draw back from what he shared with them. None whatsoever. Why is that? Because when God shares with us his word, he's sharing us what's necessary to be able to allow him to be able to do what it is he wants to do in the midst of our lives. But if we do not line up with what it is he said, if we do not come into agreement with what he says, if we do not embrace and pull to ourselves what he says and then endeavor to do what it is he says, then he, he has no pleasure in that. Why is that? Because he's not just excited that you heard the word. He's not just excited that he presented you the word. His pleasure does not kick in until you begin to start doing what it is that he wants you to do. Because then the door is open for him to do what he wants to do in the midst of your life. But if you just hear it and don't accept it, hear it and don't receive it, hear it and don't line yourself up with it, then according to him, you draw back, begin to pull back away from what it is that God has to say. And when we begin to pull back away from what it is that God has to say, then it causes the perdition to be able to manifest in our lives each and every day. (laughs) Verse 39 shows the results of drawing back. We'll read it. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. That word perdition right there means destruction, which means that when we draw back away from the word of God, when we do not accept the word of God, when we reject the word of God, we step straight into the Destruction that Satan has waiting on us. The the destruction that God has given us a word so that it never has to happen. Because remember, God sees the end from the beginning. God knows exactly what's going on in the midst of your life right now. God knows exactly what it is that's going to allow you to be able to receive what he has in store for you. And he also sees the hand of the enemy coming against you. He sees exactly what it is that the enemy is setting up, the trap that he's setting up, the snare that he's setting up, and God loves us enough to always provide us ahead of time a word. God will share with you a word to let you know, don't go this way. Don't go that way. Do this. Stop doing this. Line up this way. Why is that? Because as long as you operate within the confines of his word, you operate within the confines of his protection. As long as you operate within the confines of his word, you will operate in the opportunity to receive his provision as long as we do that. But if we step outside and deny and pull back from the word that he shares with us, we step straight back into the trap that Satan has in store for us and the destruction that is imminent. How many people want destruction to manifest in the midst of their lives? Well, then he's told us exactly what it is that we need to not do, and that's do not draw back unto perdition. Go back to verse 35. But when God shares us this word, we are supposed to not cast away, therefore, our confidence, which have great recompense of reward. Of course, our confidence is in God, and it comes and it should also line up with whatever it is that God has to say. That because our confidence is in God, whatever God has to say is that which we want to line up with. Doesn't mean that we necessarily need to like it initially, but we need to line up with it. It doesn't mean that we necessarily need to understand it initially, but we need to line up with it. It doesn't even mean that it's what it is that we thought ahead of time was right. But once we heard what God has to say, we know that that's what's right. Because God's word is always right. And since God's word is always right, we'd be wrong to do anything else. And how, how, how can we who are wrong expect to receive the best that God has in store for us? How can we who willfully are stay wrong expect to receive the best that God has in store for us? When God has already shared with us exactly what he needs us to do, exactly how he needs us to line up, exactly what he needs us to say, stop saying, stop being, do, and everything else so that he can do what he is he wants to start instruct stuff our life. Once we receive that, he said, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. That word cast not, or the phrase cast not right there, is talking about throw it away. Because God will provide you what you need, and then people will throw it away. God will come to you with a word and he will share with you a word but then people will look at it and be like I don't know about all this and then throw it over to the side be like I'm not dealing with all that and then God will come back again and present you this word and then then if you receive it then it can begin to start going to work in your life but if not we will cast it away Throw throw it out just throw it he just threw it over to the side why because he considered it unimportant he considered it of no value he considered it of, uh, of no import in his life. There is no need for me to do that because I think that this is what is okay and I think that it's all right and, and or we'll look at the messenger that's bringing the word and be like, well, I don't think that you should be telling me anything like this or so, uh, come on up in here and all of these are huge mistakes that people make and then we sit back and that the fullness of God is going to manifest in the midst of our lives. But the Lord is bringing me to here to tell you today, not so. He wants you to know that when I give you a word, line up with the word. When I give you a word, respond to the word that I give you correctly. Because if you don't respond to the word I give you correctly, although, I, although I've opened many doors for you, you will never walk through. Although I've defeated your enemy ahead of time it will not manifest for you at any time because you refuse to do what I say to do. Although I've got great plans for you, awesome things in store. Yeah, I've even opened many a door. But it's up to you as to whether or not you go through. Respond correctly, you'll see me do awesome things for you. Respond incorrectly. it's your choice. Go to Jeremiah chapter 29. Amen. This is going to be good for you today. This is going to be good for me today. Praise God. Make sure I get a CD too. (laughs) Praise God. Jeremiah chapter 20, because this is true for every one of us. None of us are exempt. Jeremiah chapter 29. We start reading at verse 10. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. He was telling them that they were going to have to go into, uh, uh, um, um, into, into captivity. But he was going to bring them out. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. I love that. God says, I've got an expected end for you. God wants to share with us what's necessary in order for us to be able to get to that expected end. But do you know the expected end? He said expected end. He did not say definitive end. He said, expected end. He didn't say definitive end as though this is what's going to happen for you. God has told us all awesome things that he has planned for our lives. God has taught each and every one of us many things that he wants to do with our lives. But yet at the same time, if we do not respond to the word that he gives us and do what it is he tells us to do, then that expected end should not be expected by any of us because it's not going to happen. Because the Lord wants to lead us and guide us into the direction he wants us to go so that he can be able to get us to the end that he has expected for us. But many are the plans in the mind of the man, but it's only the purpose of God that's going to be established. But at the same time, if man does not go along with the plans and purposes of God, then for that person, it will not be established for that person. It will not be established. I've heard many, uh, Men of God give testimony, and, 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 and one powerful woman of God that I, well, two powerful women of God that I remember uh, who gave testimony of the fact that uh, when they entered into the ministry to do what it is that God called them to do, uh, they asked the Lord, you know, why is it that you chose me to do this particular thing, you know? Uh, usually that's one of those questions that people ask at the beginning of their, you know, being used by God. You know, when when you, at the beginning, you'll ask silly questions like, why did he choose you and all this other kind of stuff, you know? Because he felt like it, amen, praise God. That's about the size of it, because he know what he's doing. And anyway, long story short, uh, and all of them came back with the same testimony, and that's that he did not initially choose them to do it. He chose somebody else to do it, but the people would not accept what he gave them. They would not line up with what he had in store for them. They would not provide for them what it is that, and, and do what he wanted them to do, and so because of that, because they rejected it, he moved past them and went to somebody else and found a person who was willing to do it. I don't, I'm one of those people, and this is just me, I don't know, I have not gotten confirmation one way or the other, but yet I still, in, to my limited ability of thinking right now, find it difficult that he would need to bring a person from the east side of Detroit to San Antonio to get done what he needs to get done, as big as San Antonio is, and as many people in here who claim they love God. Are you listening to me? I happen to believe that I also am a person who am here because other people wouldn't do what, they, what he wanted them to do. I believe that because they chose to do something other than what it is he wanted them to do and the way he wanted them to do it, then he had already set up for this little brother from the east side of Detroit to get born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, fall in love with the Lord and never come out to catch on fire for the Lord and never never decrease in being on fire for the Lord to spend the necessary time to be able to gain the wisdom and knowledge that comes only from the Lord God Almighty and then have a big mouth willing to share it with you. Are you listening to me? Blessed be the name of the Lord who would say yes to do whatever it is that God told him to do at whatever expense it took, whether it cost me my money, whether it cost me my reputation, whether it cost me my family, whether it cost me everything else that it is that I own, glad to do it. Why? Because I love the Lord with all my heart, all my soul, and all my might. And because of that, I'm here to be able to do what it is that God has called me to do. But I responded correctly. If I had responded incorrectly, I would not have gotten here. I would not have been able to do what it is that God has in store for me to do. In any given situation and circumstance in which we find ourselves in, we can respond correctly or incorrectly in the midst of that situation. If we respond correctly, then the power of God is there available to you to be able to get done what it is that he's called you to do. It's there to provide for you. It's there to come through for you. It's there to keep you. It's there to be able to do all kind of awesome things for you. But if you respond incorrectly in the middle of that, although all that power is still there, it still can't manifest for you. And because of that, we find ourselves in the midst of situations and circumstances that were unnecessary. John chapter 3. Turn there, please. St. John chapter 3. This is actually a good message. Praise God. John chapter 3. Our response to the word of God is so very important. Verse 27 is a phrase that I, uh, yeah, I want to pull out. Of course, they had come to John asking him questions, leading off with the word rabbi, which is talking about teacher, you who I'm willing to listen to, learn from, and then order my life according to what it is you asked to say. So they asking John questions. John said, "Okay, you want an answer?" Verse twenty-seven. John answered and said, "A man can receive nothing except to be given to him from heaven." Said, "A man can receive nothing unless it's given to him from heaven." He was answering that to them, and the Lord is reminding us of that today: is that we receive nothing unless it's given to him from heaven. And so, since we receive nothing unless it's given to him from heaven, then we have to get from heaven. What is the thing that he expected in that he has in store for each of us, every one of us, and we also have to get from him the plan that he has for each and every one of us. God shares the plan. God shares the end by way of his word, and when God sends his word, he sends his word to be able to give you the expected end and provide you with all the necessary wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and information for you to be able to receive the end that he has in store for you, to be able to know what step to step along the way, what direction to go each and every day, What to be able to say, what not to say, what to do and what not to do, what to correct, what to tweak, what to change, what to adjust, what to be able to cause to be able to be just a little bit different. Because if we make those tweaks and adjustments, everything flows fine. But if we don't make those tweaks and adjustments, amen, then those things that God has in store for you stay his. Because he can't give them to you until you do what he tells you to do. Amen. It's good teaching. Turn to John chapter 3 verse 16. Letters in red, Jesus speaking. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoso believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, God loved us, and he sent his son into this world to be able to provide us what's necessary so that we can have everlasting life. I mean, that's life. God wants us to have life. God's not trying to take anything away from us. So anytime he provides us with a word, he provides us with a word so that we can have everlasting life. Oftentimes, people make wrong responses to the word because somehow or another they believe it's taking something away from them. They believe that is it's denying me the right to be able to do what I want to do. No, God said, no, I'm trying to line you up to do what I want you to do so I can get to you what I want to get to you so that you can have life. See, a lot of us think that we're doing the right things in order to have life, but God will come with a word to share with you what to do to change that, to adjust that, to change our way of thinking so that then we can line ourselves up with that, believe that, and then we will have life. God wants us to have the life. Oh, this is good news right here. God wants us to have everlasting life. He wanted to start and not stop. He don't want it to be going in and out. He don't want it to be bad. He don't want it to be difficult. He wants to share with us what's necessary to have the life. But it's time for the believers to believe that God really wants them to have life. Because most believers don't really believe God really wants them to have life. Most believers believe God's trying to take away from him. That's why they groan when they hear the word. That's why they moan when they hear the word. Because they feel God's trying to take something for all y'all. And then here's the famous word of Christians. I got to do what God said to do. No, precious. You get to do. You don't got to do because he's sending you the word so that you can have life. Now, if you want to stay in death, stay there. Yeah. But he said, I'm coming so that you can have life. Yeah. But he said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I'm trying to get you to this expected end, and I'm going to provide you the word necessary to get there. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say about our response to the word. I hope that the teaching that I'm sharing is making clear the importance of our response to God's Word and our receiving manifestation of the things that God tells us about in His Word. God's Word is clear that He's willing and wanting to do great things for me and you, but our response to what His Word says will determine whether or not it'll actually happen for me and you. So come on saints, let's respond properly to God's Word so we can receive the things that God promised in His Word. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, Just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassi Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service that'll pick you up at home and drop you off at home after the service. So if you don't have transportation and you don't need a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. And to all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if you're in or going to be in San Antonio or surrounding area this Friday, I've got just a thing for you to do. We also invite all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio to come out to our G2B, that's our glorified to be uniquely his singles fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half the pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints. that's done on the fourth Friday of every month where all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.